0: In the beginning, God, that's all we need to know. God is in the beginning, before earth and before us. Even when void and darkness is all you can see and experience, God still exists. And despite void and darkness, God can create beauty, color, sounds, and ethos. God does that. He brings forth goodness and character out of the darkest of situations. An even darker pass. He breathes life into what is lifeless. He is meaning. There is no way to prove this, but it is all around for us to see. There is no way to prove it, but limitless ways to witness it in the way we live, bringing light, beauty, color, and character to the lives around us. I'm Michael Mueller, and this is Sabbath School University. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Welcome back to our new session here and our new lesson about creation and we're going to dive into this this very important topic this week and for the next couple of weeks following this and we have a couple of guests and so i would like to introduce have you introduce yourself tell us a little about yourself and maybe one of the earliest childhood memories that you have we're talking about creation so let's get to the beginning as close <laughs> as possible
1: well my name is Deixal, Deixal, and I'm a graphic design communications major. And one of one of my earliest, most favorite childhood memories was when I was about eight years old. That was when I got baptized. And I know that a lot of people think that when you're baptized at a young age that you don't understand or you don't fully mm. get what's going on, but I remember to this day um, when I got baptized, I remember the, the Holy Spirit in me. Like even if even though it was a young age, I still remember it, and that was one of my favorite. Childhood That's, awesome. Memories. That's awesome.
2: Thank you, thank you for sharing. Well, I'm Steve Toscano, and uh, one of my earliest memories was um, I was probably maybe three or maybe even four, and I re- I would remember my mom every day going to work, and back then I was very much a mama's boy. And so, I always remember being so sad and um, just terribly in, you know, hard to reconcile, hard to uh, console at that time
3: just because she would leave for a few hours of the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, My name is Emmanuel. Uh, My earliest childhood memory is me and my older sister playing in the backyard. Um, We had this long um, parkway near our garage, and we would play on with our bikes there. I just remember so many adventures with my sister. So um, That's my earliest memory as <laughs> a child.
0: That's, that's really great, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it wasn't a relationship as all of you have described some sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. I guess mine is a relationship. It was with a duck, mm-hmm. not a real duck, a stuffed duck. Oh. <laughs> and, and this is the weirdest stuffed animal that I've ever seen because it's actually just a cylinder, mm-hmm. just like that, with two floppy things at the bottom and a floppy thing for the nose, and that was it. <laughs> and uh, I just, for some reason, remember this this yellow duck with orange little feet, and uh, it's in my f- childhood pictures. It's oh, sitting wow. there. I still have it. It's somewhere in the shed, and some. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was the relationship that I, maybe not a very meaningful one. But <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, as we dive into this this topic of beginnings, um, Steve, would you begin and,
2: and read a passage, and yeah. then pray with us as we dive into the word? Sure. I'll read from Isaiah 45, verse 18. The Bible says, Thus says the Lord, who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we spend some time reflecting upon your word and the work of creation, I pray that Your Spirit would visit us in a special way. I pray that as we think about these things and Your mighty power, I pray, Lord, that You would be lifted up and that we would give all the honor and glory to You. For You are the great Creator, God. Please bless our time. Bless our discussion, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much.
0: Any of you present at the beginning of earth at the creation i wasn't uh, (laughs) and none of you were either i i know that for sure but um there are mysteries surrounding this this thing how do you deal with the the aspect of the mystery of creation what what fascinates you or what
3: troubles you about that um you know when i was thinking about that i was thinking about how um, there's a lot of things uh, that is a mystery in our relationship with god and, and and learning about God. And I think that it comes down to faith. I think knowing that, um, knowing that we may not know everything, um, but having faith enough to trust that um, though creation is a mystery to us and something that we can't necessarily grasp with our human way of thinking, we can have faith and know that we have a God that um, knows best, even if we don't know everything. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree him um, just you know because of sin that came into the world we're just never gonna comprehend everything but as he said it's great to have a God that knows all
2: Mm -hmm. I like to think about you know what the world would have looked like from the very beginning the way God intended with with all of the nature and the beautiful trees and waterfalls the animals and even our first parents you know what would that scene look like and I just I think about that and I think about just how amazingly beautiful I would imagine that would be. Cool. Yeah.
0: That's a, that's a mystery, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the, the mystery of the inquiry, the idea that, that there's so much to it and, and there are so many unanswered questions, so many things that are still open. And I actually like that because as soon as I know something, I kind of put a check mark in my mind next to it, and I'm done with it. And, mm. it, and it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Um, I know my chart of w- my multiplication table. Mm-hmm. I know that there's no inquiry, there's nothing. It's just a fact. It exists. It's done with. But as long as there's something that has an, it invites into an inquiry. It, it, mm-hmm. it it's kind of open. Dive into it a little more. Find out a little more. Dig in a little deeper. And and that's. I find it actually fascinating the
3: biblical account and, and
0: the other ideas
3: yeah yeah it seems like there's this appeal there's this excitement about um, the mystery of knowing god and understanding the way he works and i think that's exciting um in looking at god that's
0: true i think it almost needs to be all the other aspects are difficult as well i have mysteries attached to them yeah mm-hmm. salvation mm-hmm. Uh, trinity some of the words that we kind of throw out in in our language as christians they are surrounded in, and by, by a layer of mystery.
2: Mm-hmm. That makes it intriguing.
0: They yes. can like in dialogue,
2: discuss things. I think that helps remind us of uh, just our limitation as, as a human race. We don't understand everything about God. We don't understand everything about the created universe that we live in. But there are things that we do know, the things that He reveals to us through nature and through um, Scripture. But there are just some things that we're going to need to study throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. and I think that is very fascinating to me. Mm. I think it's sometimes like a, like a child trying
0: to explore the world and, and the universe. They don't understand everything, and yet they live in it. And, they, and I feel it. Like friends of ours just uh, have, a, have a newborn kid, and it's just so fascinating. Everything is new. Everything is exciting. Mm. And that's kind of, I think, what God wants to have, this excitement mm. that, we, yeah. that we bring to the table.
3: Yeah. It's, it's our opportunity to learn and um, to take what we learn and share with others, too. Mm-hmm.
0: What ev- evidence do you see that God has His hand in, in, in play in, in, this, in this creation event? What do you see?
1: Well, I know for me, honestly, just being in this world, just going out in nature, the things that we see, there's no way, nothing else could do that but God. Um, You just look, you can just look at a flower. You can look at an animal, anything like that. And you can see that this is made by something not of this world. It's made by something deeper, and you can just see in everything. Um, I remember sometimes when I would feel down or sad or even angry. And I would just, you know, just walk away from the situation and just take these long walks, like, in nature. I used to live in... um, uh, countryside of New mm-hmm. York, and I used to just take these paths like down in nature, and just I could feel God everywhere mm-hmm. looking at the trees, looking at animals. Just I can yeah. feel God's presence, and that's something you can't get anywhere else but from the hand of God.
3: Very good nature, yes. I think also sometimes um, in prayer and meditation, um, I can relate to what you were saying. Like, I remember. One day I was so stressed at school, and I was tired of all the work and trying to plan for for the future, and I just took a walk and was Mm -hmm. praying and talking to God, and I was looking at the stars, too, and I was like, wow, God, you are so amazing. Like, if you Mm -hmm. can can create all of this, you can deal with my little problems, you know. Um, My problems are insignificant when I think about the power and magnitude of God, and uh, I take comfort in that. Mm -hmm. It's
1: amazing.
2: To me, one of the greatest evidences of design is you know, the, the four seasons. I mean, you think about the spring, you know, new life, the blooming tulips that we have here in Michigan. I mean, you think about um, even the fall season with the changing colors, and just you see just real beauty in the things that God's created. And it just, to me, shows me beyond a shadow of a doubt that there had to be an intelligent Creator God hmm. that designed these things. Um, and even this, even if you think about simple things like uh, music, if you listen to like a beautiful song like uh, Symphony by Beethoven, you just know that there has to be a intelligent force behind all of these things that we see such beauty in.
1: Yeah, um, going off on what you were saying, um, the, like the opposite of simplicity, the complexness of it. Um, I know for some reason I'm really interested in the eye and just how it changes when it's like in light and things like that. And the crazy thing about it is that nobody really knows, like doctors haven't like seen everything that the eye can do. It's so, so complex. Mm. And you know that just God had to do this. No one else could do this. It's mm. so complex. It's amazing. It really is.
0: When I was thinking about this, this question, I'm like, I I thought back to a couple of instances. I, I go biking quite a bit um, on my road bike. And so I'm, I'm biking. And the, one of the worst things is next to drivers that, that, that try to kill you, um, is roadkill. You always meet roadkill. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's nasty, it stinks, you have to move out of the way, you have to move into the flow of traffic and then get out of it again. It is something that we abhor, it's yucky, it's gross, and yet that animal was intricately made. It had all, everything to it. Uh, you put a mouse trap out, you kill a mouse, and yet that mouse, as tiny as it is, all the parts of life—a heart, blood, um, the the intestines, the delicacy of the 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 all the all the bones and all—it's just fascinating to me. We think it's well, it's just roadkill, and yet there is something to it that mm-hmm. that is beyond what we could value or, or see. Mm-hmm. So, in a lot of ways, we see that. I think there's one other aspect, and that is our reason, our, our the way that moral and and moral thinking and ethics that we can have yep. those are things that that add to this as well where do we get it from if there's needs needs to be something
2: yeah i agree you know one thing i find interesting is that you know um growing up i kind of you know was a little bit rebellious i wasn't really into going to church you know i rebelled against pathfinders and those <laughs> sort of things and uh, you know I, I just really just kind of ventured off into the world in my you know early upbringing and one of the things that's so interesting is that even in the world, even in secular society, there's a certain sense of right and wrong. There's a certain sense of you just don't do that, mm-hmm. you know. A certain sense of you need to respect people, and, and many other things. And so it's fascinating that even the friends that I had that were atheists, um, they even them had some sense of morality. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What what do we learn? What are, um,
3: in creation,
0: in the story of creation, what do we learn about God's in, intentions?
3: Um, well, when we look at creation, um, you see that we weren't made from chance. No. Um, God had a purpose in creating Darshel. God had a cur- purpose in creating me. Um, I'm not I'm not random. He intentionally um, created me and. With, with a purpose. And I think um, when we look at, at the creation narrative, I think that's awesome that, you know, God has a plan for me, mm-hmm. you know, God had a purpose for me, that I wasn't a mistake. Um, and somehow in this life that we live, I'm gonna play something significant for him. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. You
2: know, there's a scripture that comes to my mind when I think about this. Um, I think of Isaiah 45, and verse 18, I just want to read it just briefly, Isaiah 45, verse 18, the Bible says, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God Himself that formed the earth and made it, He has established it, He created it, not in vain, He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. And just like you were saying, it's just obvious that when God creates something, He creates it with a purpose. Hmm. He creates it with a certain objective. And so whether it's a little insect mm-hmm. or some flower or tree or fruit or a person, mm-hmm. you know, God has something in mind for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to we have to remember that because sometimes, you know, life can get busy. Sometimes, you know, we can experience stress and uh, face different challenges. But if we remember that God made us for a very special reason, a unique reason that you know, he expects for us to fulfill individually and personally. I think that that's
3: encouraging. And what I like about that verse is that it said, um, he did not do it in vain. Yeah. So he didn't do it for any reason. It, was, it wasn't like, oh, okay, I'm going to make, um, make you today. No, he had a, he had a purpose. Yeah. You know, I like that too. Yeah. yeah.
1: And um, one of the main purposes, as you guys are saying, one of the main purposes is for us to be happy. I mean, imagine the world without the sun, imagine the world without kids running around, like everything, just when you see it all comes together, you just smile. Because mm-hmm. He made it for you to be happy, to live in this world, to enjoy everything. He wants you to be happy.
0: I like how you bring in that the, the environment and, and it's interesting because what we're looking at for, for this week was the first three days of the creation mm-hmm. account. And those are usually not the ones that we talk about a whole lot. We like to talk about the animals and the fish and the birds and the human beings and, and even the Sabbath. Um, but the first three, they, they kind of, well, we read over them because they're part of the story. Uh, the first one, of course, being the separation of light and darkness. The second one, the separation of waters above and waters below. And the, and the third one, the separation of land and water. What do they teach us about God's intention and God's focus. Why, why are they even included in the story? Couldn't we just leave them out? Get to
2: the juicy part? <laughs> I think it's interesting is that the first three days of creation, as you mentioned, God is, God is creating the environment. Um, he's creating the perfect uh, circumstances in which the things that are gonna be created in the next three days will be able to thrive and to exist. For example, you have, you know, you have the sky um, you know separation of, of land and water and so on and so forth um, and then later on you have things that fill the sky you know you have animals uh, and fish and whatever that fill the the ocean and and that walk upon the land and so it's interesting that God even in the the way he creates things he's very organized he's he thinks about things ahead of time um, he he has a certain uh, structure and design that's I think Interesting.
0: I think you're bringing out an important point, that's, that structure, and even the story is incredibly structured. The first day corresponds to the fourth day, the second day to the fifth day, the third day to the sixth day. Mm-hmm. Get, it's a very parallel. There's a meaning behind it, and there's a setup to it. There's a function to it, there's a purpose to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know from, from other creation accounts that existed in the ancient world that um, the gods were angry at each other, they were at each other's throat, they <laughs> killed each other, and out of that dead body arose life. <laughs> and, and these are the mythologies that were present at the time, and they, they were always this, this negative circumstance that produced mm. life. Somebody had a war, and out of it came life. And the creation account is different because it's God wants it to be. What does, what does that show us about, about
2: God? I think it reveals that he's love and he wants to share that love.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He is not content being the God of the universe without sharing that with his created beings. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's a creator and that's what he does, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. And he's not selfish and he wants to share the goodness. He wants us to enjoy, as you mentioned, the things that he's created and so I think that's that's you know, that points to His character of love.
3: And to add to what you were saying, um, I think a lot of times when we um, look at God and His love for us, we always we always say, you know, He loves us or He loved us. But really, He is loving us. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that's the beauty about creation, is that even as we are here talking, having conversation, He is loving us. Um, blessing us in this good conversation we're learning more about about God and learning about his word and sharing with others and I think um, I think that's the power of his creation that we can actually have this type of conversation and do these type of things
1: Um. also going back to what you said about you know God's coming from war and people coming um, I think that how God is just he's just pure like everything about him is righteous and it's something that no, we don't have to look up to God to kill and destroy and stuff. We can look at somebody who is pure who is right. We can look forward to, I want to be like this, I want to be like God, I want to be righteous. I want to be pure." He came, He took what was nothing and made something great out of it. And we can look up to him and say, "From this purity, from no killing, no death, no harm, he made all these beautiful things, and we can strive to be like him.
0: I think that's, that's incredible. It shows us something about God. It's, it's a positive beginning, mm-hmm. not a negative one. Mm-hmm. All the other stories are death precedes life. That's always the... But this is about life begins. And I like the aspect, too, that God takes time to prepare. And it seems like on this fourth day, the sun, moon and stars are made. That's quite a bit of stuff that the biblical account raises up there. Uh, on the fifth day, the fish and, and the birds. That's quite a lot of stuff happening there. On the sixth day, the land animals and the human beings. That's a lot of work going into it. And the first three days, there's not that much happening, just separation. And it's like, didn't God, was he not able to do more? No, he takes care to provide an environment. It's about preparation, the foundation, putting the pillars in place upon which, upon which everything else rests and starting something. Start and do it well. That's kind of a, a lesson that I draw out of it. Don't just rush into things, but it's okay to take your time. It's okay to take your time in life, mm-hmm. to prepare for life. It's okay to take your time in education. Mm-hmm. Set your foundation, right? Take time to study. Here are some people that say, oh, don't study so much. No. Prepare <laughs> mm-hmm. for that. God prepared as well. I like that idea. What does the, um, in the narrative itself,
2: Nothing is left to chance. What does that tell you? Again, I think, you know, it just points that nothing's left to chance. God is a God of order, a God of structure, a God of design. You know, without these things, the universe as we know it would crumble. And so God, as you mentioned, pays attention to the very uh, minutest of details. He cares about even, you know, the birds of the air, And he even knows, as Jesus says, the hairs of our head. And I think that that shows us the degree of care and attention that God gives to even the smallest of things. Yeah.
1: Um, Going off on that, um, knowing that nothing's just by chance, knowing that God is in control can help even when, you know, things are going wrong. Um, I don't know, something bad. You might get a bad grade on a test or something just bad happens. And for those people who just don't know why, they're just like, I got a bad grade. There's nothing I can do. Like, you don't don't have a reason. You don't know why. At least we can go to God and be like, you know what, God's in charge. If this is what's supposed to happen, this is going to happen. And God is in control of my life. And if he wanted this to happen, we know that something good is going to come out of it. We can put our trust in him even through the rough times.
0: And a bad grade is one thing, but there are much worse things in life, True. True. Yes, True. accidents, death in the family, or, or trauma to that one's self experiences, and it becomes more, the bigger the challenge is, the more important it becomes to have that, that foundation. So how does that, now that we've looked at these couple of days in a brief, brief overview, how does that change how we're going to live the next week? How does that impact our life? What difference does it make?
3: I think that means that our mindset can change the way we um, the way we view um, life for this coming week changes because now I'm reminded that I live with a purpose God created me um, for something special to do something important uh, and that He has good plans for me. I don't have to be sad about anything or I don't have to be worried about um, trivial things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me,
2: I think the story of creation, um, what I draw from it is God's creative power, not only to create, but also to recreate. And growing up as a rebellious teenager, as I mentioned earlier, I found that my life was, you know, was without purpose, uh, without direction. And, you know, darkness was within my heart. And those very same conditions, interestingly enough, you know, existed in the very beginning. You know, the Bible says that the earth was without form and was void and was full of darkness. And just as God had the power to speak um, the creation into existence by the power of His Word, He can do the same thing. And He has done by His grace the same thing in my life and in my heart which was once full of darkness but by His grace He's transformed me and I seek that transforming experience every day. And I'm just grateful for that and I'm grateful for God's creation. Mm
0: -hmm. Go ahead.
1: Um, I'm grateful for God's creation because um, just knowing that God created me is one of the great things. I mean, people believe in Let's say um, other beliefs, forms such as evolution, or so, or something like that. But I believe that God created me. So knowing that just I, it makes me feel special, makes me feel good about myself, uh, makes me feel good about others. They're not, they're not just you know here, or a big bang came, and they just came about that they're 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 here and they're alive and well Thank because you of God.
0: Much. Yeah, and that's that's something that we can take away with. In the creation account of Genesis, we get a picture of God. God, who steps into this planet, prepares it carefully, intentionally. He is at the beginning. He is in the details as well. And just as God tentatively laid the foundation of the earth, he is also deliberately at work in your life. Through his word, a majestic, powerful, life-giving word. For Cyber School U, I'm Micah Mueller. We'll see you next week.